Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on April 1st, 2021. Can you believe it? It's already April's Fool's Day. Uh, for some reason, I cannot see my chat room right now, so I hope that everybody is okay and can hear me. I do believe I did turn on the microphone, so anyway... Uh, even though it's April Fool's Day, we have a bit of a serious uh, couple of articles to talk about. One of them is courtesy of Catherine Fitz, who sent this to me yesterday, and I emailed her back. I said, I'm talking about that in my news and views. But anyway, there is no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, I have the new vid chat schedule up, so the vid chats will resume a week from tomorrow. Catherine and I, incidentally, are recording uh, the first quarter wrap-up for 2021 this coming Saturday, so that should be making your way for all of you uh, Catherine Austin Fitz fans to your uh, email boxes when Solari gets it posted, which I imagine will probably be in about a week. Now, there's two articles I want to bring to your attention. The first one is out of the United Kingdom. Uh, and if this is true, and I don't doubt that it is, it is rather disturbing, uh, to say the least, because we have a report now from a website about the number of pregnant women who have taken some of these vaccines who have had some adverse reactions, including loss of their children. Now, I want to draw your attention, however, to two things in this article, because, or a few things in this article, because they're directly related to the article that Catherine sent me. And the first one is the uh, British government's own advice, which is cited in the articles that will be posted once this is posted to YouTube. The article cites the government's first advice upon the emergency approval of the Pfizer or BioNTech vaccine, and I'm quoting now, quote, pregnancy. There are no or limited amounts of data from the use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT162B2. Animal reproductive toxicity studies have not been completed. COVID-19 MRA vaccine BNT162B2 is not recommended during pregnancy. For women of childbearing age, pregnancy should be excluded before vaccination. In addition, women of childbearing age should be advised to avoid pregnancy for at least two months after their second dose. Unquote. The article continues, we told you about this in, back in December, as the government's own advice also included comments on breastfeeding and fertility, which were as follows, quote, breastfeeding, it is unknown whether COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT162B2 is excreted in human milk. Now, please note what they just said, folks. It is unknown whether COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT162B2 is excreted in human milk. 
a risk to newborns or infants cannot be excluded. COVID-19 MRA vaccine BNT162B2 should not be used during breastfeeding. Fertility, it is unknown whether COVID mRNA vaccine BNT162B2 has an impact on fertility, unquote. Now, those were the UK government's own recommendations from last December. Now, the article continues after citing some statistics. We're still unable to answer why these women were given one of the COVID vaccines against the government's own advice. But what's truly shocking is how much this number has increased in the seven weeks that have unfolded since, according to the eighth report released by the United Kingdom government on adverse reactions to the COVID vaccines using data inputted to the MHRA yellow card scheme up to March 14th, 2021, there has been a 550% increase since the 24th of January in the number of women who have lost their unborn child after having the Pfizer vaccine, vaccine bringing the total to 26. Sadly, there is also one report of a premature baby dying after the mother had the Pfizer vaccine. We started digging and found that the government has since updated its original advice to the following, quote, concerning pregnancy, uh, fertility, and lactation. There is limited experience with the use of COVID-19 mRNA vaccine B and T162B2 in pregnant women. Animal studies do not indicate direct or indirect harmful effects with respect to pregnancy, embryo, fetal development, parturition, or postnatal development. Administration of the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine BNT162B2 in pregnancy should only be considered when the potential benefits outweigh any potential risks for the mother and fetus, unquote. In other words, they considerably toned down the language from the first warning. So remember that bit about transmitting in mother's milk. Now, the second article is the one that Catherine sent me, and I have linked it directly from the Japanese Red Cross Society. And I've linked a translator where you can copy and paste the Japanese kanji characters and verify the translation. So this is a translation by an online translator of a recent announcement by the Japanese Red Cross. I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. I'll read all but the last paragraph of it. Those who, uh, pardon me, translation of Japanese Red Cross indicates it's all COVID-19 injections, not just Pfizer. And here's what the article says, quote, those who have received vaccinations within a certain period of time, and this is talking about people who are prohibited from donating blood, okay, or having their blood used in a transfusion, okay? So bear that in mind. Those who have received vaccinations within a certain period of time are not supposed to donate blood. Those who have received inactivated vaccines for influenza, Japanese encephalitis, cholera, hepatitis A, uh, pneumococcus, pertussis, tetanus, etc., and toxoids are not allowed to donate blood for 24 hours after vaccination. 
Those who have received hepatitis B vaccine are not allowed to donate blood for two weeks after vaccination. Those who have received anti-HB uh, human immunoglobin alone or in combination are not allowed to donate blood for six months after administration. And those who've received rabies vaccine after being bitten by an animal are not allowed to donate blood for one year after vaccination. Those who have been vaccinated against mumps, rubella, BCG, and other weekly poisonous live vaccines are not allowed to donate blood for four weeks after vaccination. Those who have been vaccinated against smallpox are not allowed to donate blood for two months after vaccination. And those who have been vaccinated against tetanus, snake venom, gas vesicles, and botulism are not allowed to donate blood for three months after administration. Here it comes. Those who have been vaccinated, listen to this, against new coronaviruses are not allowed to donate blood for the time being, unquote. In other words, there's no limit to how long you may not be able to donate blood or have your blood used in, trans in transfusions after having received any coronavirus vaccine. Now, folks, that should tell you something if the Japanese Red Cross is saying, uh-uh. Now, a few weeks ago, in fact, a few days ago, I blogged about an article where there was reports of antigens caused by receiving a coronavirus vaccine being found in the blood of a fetus or a baby, a recently born baby. So in other words, if I can translate that, there is some sort of, as we're beginning to find out, there is some sort of apparent intergenerational effect. Now, we don't know the extent of it. We don't know what the long-term consequences of that might be. And that's the whole problem I have with all of these vaccines. We simply do not have, because by the nature of the case, any sort of long-term intergenerational studies of what the effects might be. And we're already hearing reports out of Canada, they're calling it a strange neurological disease that apparently is showing up in people who have, or in some people, who have received some of these vaccines. So in other words, once again, my question is, would you get on an airplane to fly if that airplane is a new design, has never been tested, and we don't really know its performance characteristics? Would you get on that airplane to fly? Especially if the maker of the airplane has been granted immunity from any prosecution should something go wrong with the design. And that effectively is what we're being asked to do here. Now, the Japanese Red Cross story tells me, or at least strongly suggests to me, that they suspect that there's something more going on and that these things could have some long-term consequences that could actually be passed to other people and be a cause for health concerns. 
So we've got now several stories that are indicating something is going on, and we need to pay attention to these. Um, these things are slowly coming out, and what's very interesting to me is that it's mostly the alternative media that are reporting about these things. The lamestream propertainment media continues to push one narrative and one narrative only. So let's remember, this is about the science. But the problem is, science is not a priesthood. There are counter-narratives to the prevailing narrative being pushed by the media. And it's only right that people be informed about it. This Japanese story, I think, is worth watching. There is no reason for the prohibition of blood trans, uh, transfusions by the Japanese Red Cross, and in their own words, for the time being. In other words, there's an indefinite uh, prohibition on giving blood for transfusions after receiving a coronavirus vaccine. They give no reason. Now, I suspect that they are concealing their concerns or their reasons, but I also suspect that this might be a story worth watching because eventually I suspect they will be queried by the Japanese media and forced to give some sort of answer, and that answer might be worth watching. But again, after hearing all of that, that all of these other vaccines are prohibited for certain lengths or terms of time, we have a coronavirus prohibition against transfusion that is open-ended and indefinite. So in other words, that's an admission right now that they don't know how long it will take for effects not to be transmitted, and they are playing it safe. I suspect we're going to hear more sad stories, unfortunately, and in the years to come uh, from adverse reactions to these things. We're seeing some horror stories uh, already in the few people that have had some adverse reactions to this. So um, spread the word, folks. I'm not trying to be a fear monger here. I'm simply trying to offer a countervailing uh set of facts for people to consider before they take some of these things. Anyway, that's my news and views. It's very sad today, folks. That's my news and views for today. Remember, there's no vid chat uh, tomorrow. There will be one a week from tomorrow. Uh, Catherine and I are going to be doing uh, her quarterly wrap-up, uh, and <laughs> I can assure you it's probably going to be a humdinger given everything that's happened in the last three months. Anyway, that's it, folks. Godspeed to you all, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.